We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. college football are still special. It is a series that started back in 1926. This is one of those games. But it has never been more dramatic than it is today. Most rivalries are about the team across the street. Notre Dame and Southern Cal. But this one's nationwide. The most spectacular of all the intersectional series in the realm of collegiate football. Legends are born in this game. Tranquil, 51st game for the Irish. Rush! It's a score that demands to be settled in prime time. The Irish have won it! Harrison Smith sealed the football game. It's an honor to play college football. Notre Dame does it better than anybody in the country. It's a privilege to do it at Notre Dame. He has the record all by himself. It's time for you to put your stamp on this rivalry. It's always special when the Trojans and the Irish get together. It's shillelagh time, baby. Shillelagh time. It's USC week. That's right. Lucky Lefty Podcast. The Nora boys are definitely in the building. Yes, we are. Sean Davis, fresh off, last walkthrough for that California championship game coming up tomorrow. Lakewood. Lakewood. Not only (laughs) Lefty, former Notre Dame player, head coach, Justin Utopo. Representing the Irish out on the left coast. Lakewood is going to jump it off early. Notre Dame is going to finish it off late. That's right. That's what we're doing out in Cali tomorrow. Football football weather. And it feels good out here, too. It's not even cold. Oh, they got the nerve to give us good weather? What? This is vacation weather to what we played in last week. So USC is in trouble. And, ah. and it's not snowing. Ben Morrison will be like, whoa, it's so clear out here. I'm going to start taking stuff from the sky. Start taking stuff from the sky, Ben Morrison. The robber. <laughs> you got to love it. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Hope you guys had a fantastic holiday. Both of us did. Left, you were telling me about your favorite dish before we jumped on. Please describe <laughs> I'm, my, I still have the screw face. Please describe the LL Nation. What now, you, you experienced on yesterday? It was something of an experience. It wasn't even a dish. That's why I was so surprised. I said it was my favorite of the whole day. 
It was a French toast cinnamon roll dessert cake, right? Now that's just the that's just the foundation, you mm. know. That was a found- then they decorated it with this berry sauce. And I said berry sauce. Yeah, the sauce was was like a syrup, but it was fruits and, and all type of delicious berry juice all over it. So I'm thinking, okay, this is a I'm trying to get the flavors right now. And then they topped it off with the whipped cream. Now you talking about a masterpiece that I've never seen before. <laughs> this was this was the pinnacle of my Thanksgiving. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. So shout out to my uh, my defensive line coach, Coach Rudy. His wife and him really did something special over there, man. <laughs> so I had to tell him. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So it is for the Culture Friday. We do have a new segment that we'll introduce later in the show. We're going to hear from J.D. Bertrand. We're going to hear from Tariq Bracey. We're also going to go back and hear from Al Golden and Tommy Reese in their preparation for USC. Of course, we'll give our predictions. But as always on Fridays, we can't start any show without letting you know that we're brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. It is indeed a premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. And if you're going to drink, by all means, make sure that you drink responsibly. you got to drink responsibly. And now that we've said that, time to stick to the script. Also right. brought to me by featuring Anora Whiskey. Malik gives his plan of attack for the Notre Dame offense starting out in that first quarter. Stick to the script brought to you by Nora Whiskey. Don't forget all of our great content via CFB Nation on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Available now. Go. Lock in. Download. Support. Not only Lucky Lefty Podcasts, but State of Recruiting and all the great content 
over at CFP Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. Lucky Lefty Podcast, we spin it different. Lee, stick to the script, baby. USC week, what you got? This is what I believe is what has to take place. We have to have a quiet confidence, but also be aggressive. This is a game about drives. I want to get that first quarter. I want the ball first. We want it. We don't want to get on defense. We know what's coming over there. We want to get the ball on offense first to establish that we're here to stay. And these need to be 10, 12 play drives. Last week in the playoff game against Rancho Verde, we had one drive with 12 plays, 11 runs. But we capped it off with seven points, and that's what needs to happen in a, in a first possession of a USC game like this. We need to let you know early. Go ahead, take your helmet off for a little bit, Caleb, because you're going to watch the greatest show on turf running the football. So we need to have at least uh, eight to ten plays on that first drive and then to cap it off with some points to let USC know that you better think about scoring fast because we're going to be on this field for a long time. Get them get them feeling uncomfortable. So it's going to have to require all three of our running backs to make them pay. We know we can win with our O-line up front or at least have a great chance of extending some long drives and also be aggressive. After a while, you get across that 50. All right, it's time to take a shot or two. You know, Drew Pine needs to be the most comfortable He's been all season, but not out of character. We don't need you being Superman. We don't need you being Brady Quinn either. We need you just to do do your job, hand the ball off, and take some shots when it's called upon. Thankfully, we got some guys on the outside that have proven to be somewhat of a threat if we can get the ball to them, at least on the one-on-one, because we know we're going to get that. And also, with the running game, let's run strong and tough. Let's not think about running out of bounds. Finish the runs. We're running somebody over. Let them know that this is a physical matchup against a finesse type of team. And then defensively, when we get on the defensive side of the ball, I really hope that we just hit the quarterback. That's all. We just want him getting up. I know he may have his, uh, you know, his play calls and his all-star receivers, but at the end of the day, we just got to get a hand on him and get him to get off the ground because eventually, no matter how great you are as a quarterback, if you eating turf all game, it's, it's going to be a long day for you. So even if he gets the pass off, hit him. Give him a little elbow. Don't hurt him. You know, that's still my favorite player right now. Don't hurt him. But make sure you know that that D-line going to keep him uncomfortable and it's going to cause turnovers. Because you're going to rush. Your time is going to be off. You're tired of getting hit all game. So that's going to give us opportunities for the robber. Ben Morrison, make a play. Brandon Joseph, hopefully Brandon Joseph uses senior leadership in a game like today to quiet that secondary and calm them down and say, hey, they're coming fast and furious, but I'm here. Me, Cam Hart, we we, we the leaders of the group. The young guys been making plays, and I'm not going to let the moment get too big. So as long as we don't let the moment get too big on the secondary end of things, we're going to be all right. We're going to be all right because we're going to be hitting them in that front seven because we know their offensive line, they just want to play patty cake. They just want to play patty cake. They just want to look good, keep their jerseys clean. It's going to be a nice night in California. It's going to be hot. You know, they're coming off the UCLA because that's like big brother, little brother. But this is like your uncle you hate seeing because he's always giving you noogies and stuff. At the family reunion, we come in to bring pain. So this is a different type of experience for this USC team. And last but not least, let's steal a possession on special teams. You know we're great at it. You know we're going to get in the way of that kicker, make him uncomfortable, potentially block something. But let's go there and, and honestly, on national television, return something on special teams, whether it be Chris Tyree or, you know, if Matt Salerno makes an appearance or Brandon Joseph gets back there. We need somebody to at least give us great field position so we can run that football. 
That's Stick to the Script, brought to you each and every Friday by Left himself right here. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Stick to the Script, brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com, that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. And if you miss us live, you can go check it out over at CFB Nation, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Give us five stars and leave a comment. We greatly appreciate it. Lucky Lefty Podcast. We spin it different. We talk about the matchup, primetime, 6.30, right here, 7.30 on the East Coast. That means it's 4.30 on the left coast. Doesn't matter what time it gets started, we come to finish. Doesn't matter. Long as the zeros hit and Notre Dame is in front, we came through to crush the Coliseum. That's what we do. Notre Dame looking to go and make it six out of eight over USC. Looking for the fifth consecutive win over the Trojans. Now, this will only be half of the longest streak ever by Notre Dame in this series. The longest streak for Notre Dame was 11 straight games. Mm. Over a 13-year period, Notre Dame actually went 12-0-1. and That's combined with Jerry Faust and Lou Holtz as the head coaches. They went 12-0-1 against USC. Now, you know, Pete Carroll showed up, and Pete Carroll put in that business for eight straight years. USC's longest streak is eight in this series. So, contest should be two teams at 10 and 1. Notre Dame didn't keep up their end of the bargain. That's, 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 that's what it is. This game was slated since Lincoln Riley got to USC. We knew how important this game would be. And we knew USC physically would not be able to really deal with Notre Dame in the trenches. It should be a matchup of 10 and one teams. Notre Dame did not keep up their end of the bargain. But here we are, ready to rock and roll. Notre Dame over under. You ready to play a little bit? Let's play a little bit. Over under. Drew Pine, over under 150 tomorrow. Gotta be over, please. Unless we just kicking ass on special teams and we're in like the 20 the whole game you know but yeah i need you to be over 150. notre dame over under 200 rushing yards over i feel like we starting rushing yards right now we probably run home we don't even need to fly home we can run home i think we'll be able to thoroughly accomplish that just because the second half we'll see it show up First half, they're going to give us their best physical uh, showdown, but they don't lift better than us. They don't lift harder than us. They're not bigger than us. They're not stronger than us. And we're going to see that in the run game. They We got three grown men at running back. Not two, not one. We got a whole bunch back there. And, and, and you know, Drew might give you a little scramble or something, so he might add to it as well. Logan Diggs, over 100. Over. You got Logan going over 100? I think him and Audrey could get over 100. Together? Each. Each. I mean, yeah, that's what I mean. They would do it at the same. Yeah. Both go over in the game. I, no need for me to go to Audrey then. As long as as long as long we stay committed to it now. Let's not okay. get shut down uh, maybe once or twice early, and then, you know, we can't find a, find a run, you know, because that would change the – the nature of the game, obviously, but then it would stick back to the point that Drew's got to be over 150. 
Notre Dame defensive line over under three sacks. I'll say under because I just want to hit him. Mm. So sacks are going to be, you know, irrelevant almost because you know they're going to keep throwing anyway. So I just want to just keep him on the ground as much as we can. So sacks, I'll say under, but I think if we had three and at least, it should come from Fowski. <laughs> oh, you're cool with three sacks, but like 10 to 15 pressures. Yeah, and a couple hurries and a couple and, and a whole bunch of on the grounds picking him up. So. You know, I think that's the the way you got to do it. Other than that, he's just going to Michael Jordan you the whole game. Michael Mayer, over under five receptions. Oh, shit, over. You know, Tommy ain't going to let that happen. (laughs) Tommy has a quota. He's like, look, we're going early and often to the big guy. Mm -hmm. Trying to make him the greatest tight end statistically of all time. Over under five receptions for anybody besides Michael Mayer. I'll say under. I don't think this is a game we're going to be trying too much cute stuff on the outside, unfortunately. But I think that also complements why we'll run so well and then hopefully take some shots to maybe a Styles or Lindsey, Jaden Thomas, somewhere in there, at least more than once, but not over five. Caleb Williams, his Heisman moment is right there for the taking. It's a lot on his shoulders. That defense can't stop a cold. Caleb Williams, over under 350. You'll have over that. Because if he don't, I mean, we'll probably lose by like (laughs) – I mean, we'll probably win by like 100 points. If he's under 350 yards, oh, we would destroy them. But, you know, he had 500 last week, so the least you'll get is 350. You know, you might be – it's just a total offense standpoint, you know – I think he'll give us over 350, but not 500. You know, I don't think he's going to give us 500 either. Notre Dame, over, under, one turnover. Uh, us turning it over? I think we'll, I think we can get, you said over. One. Oh, we can, I think we can get two. I would be, I would feel good about saying we can get two turnovers confidently. Just because it's just going – the ball going to be in the air, you know. So you're talking about strip sack. Yeah, and then it's – you know, we're going to be hurrying and pressure. There's going to be some mistakes. Mm-hmm. Interception. Yeah, he's, just, he's still a college Yeah. And we might get a fumble, you know, because the running back ain't the starter necessarily. You know, it might be one of those type of deals. I think they'll be more nervous than we would going in. USC defense, same thing, over, under, one turnover. How many will they create? They lead the nation in turnover ratio. It has to be under because I want us to win. <laughs> if Notre Dame doesn't turn the ball over, this is definitely yeah, we'll win. So a possible blowout. This, this is a possible main, blowout. Yeah, the game. It's a possible blowout. Yeah. Yeah. If you turn it over, they're going to they gonna beat us by like 63. Yeah. For those of you now, if you're watching how flat UCLA came out after that emotional game they played, USC could also, also be trying to come off of that emotional high. And if they come out flat like UCLA did, UCLA is playing California. That's a big difference. 
the recovery, <laughs> trying to recover against a Notre Dame team and getting down double digits, that might be a mountain that is a little bit too high, too steep for Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams to climb. Absolutely. Last but not least, over under one big time special teams play. I think we can get it. Punt, punt return. Yeah. Hey, our boy Matt Salerno got us both up out of our seat halfway last week because we thought, hold up, wait a minute. Is Matt Salerno about to take this? Oh. I, I would love a Chris Tyree kickoff return. Yeah, I think I think it's geared up. I mean, it's the, the stakes are high. This is where special teams become more important. And I think that this is where, you know, Brian, I mean, uh, our special teams coordinator and also just the unit itself and the success we've had is going to show why we're one of the best units in the country. And, you know, that turnover margin that they have defensively, I think it is important to keep it uh, in the back of our heads. But at the same time, those teams that they're getting the turnovers are against teams that they're blowing out. So they take it more chances uh, and they're and they're putting the ball in the air a lot more. For us, I think we're gonna we're good enough on not turning it over and just completely blowing the game. So mm-hmm. we've never had or never been in a situation where in a big game we're just giving up six turnovers in a game, something ridiculous. It's always like one or two, and then the game either even with that is still close to the end. So uh that's just the nature of how we play football. So I don't think the turnover factor in our end is gonna be as impactful as it would be if we had turnovers against them. That's quarterback Notre Dame will be facing all year? Yeah. I think so. Unless we play Bama in the uh, bowl game or something. But even with that, I think he's more dynamic and just a bigger player than Bryce. So, you What know. about receiving courts? Is this the best receiving court? Yes, I think this would be the best from just the most talked about and the most – and I'd rather watch them than watch – Ohio State receiver core, you know. So I think this is the one we get the most respect in the streets for is locking up these guys just because everybody loves, you know, the essence of what they brought over there in that receiver room on top of they got the former Belitnikoff winner in Jordan Addison. So they even got some hardware in that room. Yeah. The one common thread between both Tommy Reese and Al Golden is the importance of turnovers. Tommy Reese talked about it first. Going on in the football, I think they're number one in the country at turnover margin. Uh, not giving them extra possessions, not giving them short fields, uh, you know, playing complimentary football, doing our part. You know, Ohio State's a long time ago. We were a completely different team now than we were then. And, you know, we want to try to highlight our strengths and make sure we do some things that, that give us a chance to move the ball and, and score some points. Um, you know, I've a ton of belief in our defense. Obviously, they've been playing great all year. So, you know, we'll see how the game flows, but um, we're always you know, eager to play complimentary football. Complimentary football, no short fields, no turnovers, and do our thing. Tommy Reese makes it really simple. Is it that simple? Yeah, I mean, if we go in there and execute it, it's that simple. I think uh, at the end of the day, only the quarterback can control, you know, that football and putting it in harm's way or not outside of our running backs carrying it, which I think – 
you know, they've been pretty solid all year. I don't think this is a team where I'm intimidated enough to think that they're just going to be punching the ball out or something. <laughs> like, all right, these guys are good, but this is an offensive team. Let's just keep yeah. that in mind. And so I think that uh, we'll be in the right spots. We just got to finish drives and put points on the board. Points will be at a premium, as you said before. Uh, USC has struggled special teams as far as their place kicking. We saw that last week against UCLA. So if Notre Dame can get some stops when they do get into the red zone and force them to kick field goals, they might be able to end drives without giving up any points the way uh, the place kicking situation has struggled uh, towards the end of the year for USC. Lucky Lucky Podcast is for the Culture Friday. Coming up, we'll talk about our new segment that we're going to reveal unto you. You're going to help us. We talk to you guys and give you information. But with this new segment, you're going to have us doing a little bit of homework each and every week. It should be pretty cool. You know, I, I never thought I'd be doing homework at this point in my life. But we'll see, Left. We'll see how it goes. Al Golden, as we said before, on the same wavelength as offensive coordinator Tommy Reeds, man. And he talked about turnovers from the defensive side. It's critical each week. You know, um, when things weren't so good in earlier in the season, we could have helped our offense tremendously with field position or, you know, scoring. You know, we scored a couple of times. We got one taken away from us the other day. That really should have been a touch. But, um, you know, it's going it's, uh, it's to be, you know, it's going to be a really, really big part of the game. And all three phases, you know, um, for Notre Dame, you know, have to execute that, whether it's protecting the ball or trying to take it away. <laughs> Did he talk about Notre Dame as if he wasn't the coach? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Notre but, Dame had to do it all three phases. <laughs> but the fact that he pointed out that uh, the impact that the defense could have had early in the season by giving short fields to the Notre Dame offense would have been helpful, especially with a young quarterback, uh, whether it be Tyler Buckner as a first-time starter or Drew Pine when he took over as a first-time starter. And that's the reason why you see this streak of 35 points or more from the Notre Dame offense because special teams is giving them short fields. The defense is giving them short fields if they aren't taking pick sixes back for touchdowns or returning fumbles for touchdowns. So complimentary football, that's what Tommy Reese talked about. And the defense needs to do its part in creating turnovers to be part of the complimentary actions of the Notre Dame football team. That's right. And all three phases, something Marcus Freeman has been dying for all season. We've mm -hmm. shown flashes of all three phases and what it can look like for a team like us. And it's been pretty successful. I mean, we still have a really good record uh, just, and only getting better in the late months of November. And, you know, I think we are prepared for a challenge like this because I think it's, like I said, a great showcase for why we should be in the playoffs. <laughs> but also, at least in the top 10 where we're around teams that we're more familiar and being seen with playing at the end of the season anyway. I think there's a lot of fraudulent teams ahead of us, and this is a, a chance to show why we think that that's the case. And so uh, winning a game like this will reverberate, hopefully through the college football landscape, but also through recruiting. It's like, yeah, all that glitz and glamour out there with the NIL, yada, yada, yada. Come to Notre Dame because we're the one that's going to win. Lucky Lefty Podcast, as we say, always we spend a different 
We're brought to you by Anora Whiskey. Before we get to our players, Tariq Bracey and J.B. Bertrand, we want to remind you that all of our great content is available over at Apple, Apple Podcasts and Spotify via CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. Go set up for automatic downloads right now. We appreciate you. Leave five stars, if you will. And we always respond to the comments, whether it's on the audio side or on our YouTube channel. Go ahead and subscribe if you're not a subscriber or a follower of the Lucky Lucky Podcast on YouTube. We would greatly appreciate your support. It's because of you that we reached our goal of 3,000. And now we continue to march on to five. Because of you, LL Nation, we spin it different. It's a lot talked about one of the best units to kind of recover from a disappointing first half and make an impact for the Notre Dame defense has been the linebackers, where the secondary, more than anyone, has probably been the most impactful lately, of course, because of Benjamin Morrison. But Tariq Bracey played absolutely fantastic to start this season starting the way he played against Ohio State and the way he locked down guys like Josh Downs in North Carolina, so on and therefore. Now we come to the best receiving core that they may face all year. And Tariq Bracey gave his thoughts on the offense he'd be facing and the rivalry. Good receivers, you know, they got a good group, and explosive group, and I you know we've been watching film and seeing what we can take away and, how, you know, how the game's going to go. So, I mean, yeah, they're, they're a good group and just another challenge for us. What's the excitement level like to, to be able to play in this game, top 15 matchup with your arch rival? Um, yeah, I mean, it's a historic game, you know, USC versus Notre Dame doesn't get too much better than this, so, you know, this is going to be my fourth time playing against Notre Dame, I mean, USC. So, I mean, yeah, this is Another good game, another good challenge. Can't wait. Yo, that cat Tariq is undefeated against these dudes, man. He does. I, 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 when he said that, I'm like, he's undefeated against USC. I've been kicking their butt a long time, man. It's a great game and all that, but I'm not really worried. Like you think I'm worried. And I think he's got a good confidence. I mean, he looks serious. Like he up to something. So <laughs> he just like, look, they got a good group. Yeah, you're gonna go out there. We got a good group, and we're gonna yeah. see what it is. Yeah, like I said, I read off the list uh, yesterday. Left, I think you had stepped away, and I thought I had the paper around here somewhere. But I read read off the list of defenses. Here it is. These are the defensive secondary ranks that Caleb Williams has faced: ninety-eight, mm. one eighteen. Mm. 69, mm. 70, mm. 106, 96, and 104. Notre Dame at 16. Wow. It's a step up. It's a huge step up. 60. I didn't even know there's a hundred plus even colleges that was even being recorded. Some of them got it. They had to throw the FCS schools in there because that's a lot of that's pretty down the line now. Yeah, that's Pac 12 football, my friend. Mm, mm, mm. Pac 12 football. So, no. somebody gonna be in a rude awakening. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's going to be very important that Notre Dame and that defensive front set the tone early, not just by creating pressure, getting sacks, getting to Caleb Williams and making him uncomfortable, but taking away the ability to be a balanced offense in Austin Jones. Yeah. Stop the run. Stop the run. Stop the run. You have to. Force him to be He-Man. Force him to be a superstar. Force him to be all or nothing for USC. Make him play hero ball. You want that. You want him taking chances. You want him throwing off his back foot. You want him running out of the pocket, just throwing up 50-50 balls, giving Notre Dame a chance to come down with it. Absolutely, we'll take that. Yeah, we want that. We want you to take all the chances you can. Let him be Superman, man. Like, we know he's very talented, and we know that, you know, looking to go in there and give him a, a fat goose egg, we know that's not too realistic because the kid is good. But at the end of the day, everybody has a plan to you punch him in the mouth, and we want to just be able to stay on top of him all game. Like, yeah, you're going to make some great throws. You're going to get out of the pocket. I'm going to be upset that we're not keeping contained at some points or giving up easy extended plays through the drive. But as long as he's got to pick himself up and his jersey is dirty, I think that's going to be a, a more than good enough on defense for us to get the victory later on. Notre Dame is going for their 20th consecutive win in the month of November. That's just that's a good number to know. That's dating back to the 2018 season. So the narrative that Notre Dame can't win big games late in the season has kind of, you know, I'll give BK credit for eliminating that before he left. We continue. It's a reason why before November started, we started the hashtag Sweet November. Because we felt like that was coming. We felt like the team was trending in that direction. And honestly, we just didn't have respect for Clemson and USC if we're going to keep it a buck. And or Michigan. And or, or Michigan. So we we just didn't. We just didn't have the respect for two of the best teams that we were going to face in November. And we've already seen that we were right with the first team being Clemson. We'll see whether or not USC can rise to the occasion and prove us wrong on tomorrow night. Lucky Lucky Podcast. So left. Let's dig into this. J.D. Bertrand, surprisingly, last three games that he's played and watching him be missed against Navy the way he was, it's vitally important that he plays a good game. Now, his mom went to USC. He grew up pretty much in a USC household, and he gets to go home to California with an opportunity to spoil everything for everyone in his household and USC on the football field. And he talked about what this game means to him. Biggest thing is always just the execution piece. And every single day, every single game, like we need to work on that. can always be better. But the second thing is, I mean, the ball attempts and the stabs and clubs and stuff were all there. It's just good that they're finally coming into play and finally getting those opportunities and people are stepping up and making big plays. Let's get two more. JD, I think only three guys have played over 500 snaps this year, which is different than last year. Do you feel fresher, and do you get the vibe that the defense feels fresher heading into the final game of the regular season? Most definitely. I definitely feel fresher, and I mean, fresher. And then I've missed some games and just had some weeks that have been a little lighter, and so 
my body feels a lot better. But also from last year, I learned how to better take care of myself off the field. And so that also plays a role into it. And then speaking of our defense as a whole, I mean, I think we're ready to go and we're just excited to be able to get. Yo, I look, all week we've heard the coaches, Marcus Freeman, both coordinators and players say, yo, we're ready to go. Yeah. We're ready to go. Like, yo, let's just kick off. We're ready to get at these boys. That's a great feeling to have as a fan base, that your players, your coaches, everybody seems locked in on the task at hand. Man, it's, it's good to know it's a calming factor that they that you feel that they're going to go into this game with. And when you're going into a big game like this, Calm, we're going to be able to stay dangerous. And I think starting fast is going to be very possible for us because we're going to go in there confident in the game plan with the coaches laid out there and in our own ability. We know that this U.S. team is is a, is a fast food team. You know, they just – they just started tasting good yesterday, but we know we got that grandma kitchen recipe and that Notre Dame team that, you know, we used to good old faithful. You can never go wrong. And we always going to give you consistent uh, flavor. This is a, this is like Kane's chicken at USC, man. They just got good. You know, they're not even Chick-fil-A. So, you know, we're going to really go in there and handle our business. And then we're going to show them what the real cane sauce tastes like. Did you just refer to these dudes as Kane's chicken? <laughs> Real talk, the last time I was in L.A., my baby girl asked me to take her to Canes, and the line was, like, down the block. Like, yeah. I, Of course, they don't have as many Canes in the L.A. area as they do in the Chicago area. Right. So the demand is, like, crazy out there, but look, bro, come on, man, Canes. They just chicken fingers, man. They're just chicken fingers. That biscuit – Sandwich that uh, Chick Fil A has for breakfasts. Oh, it's eight one. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, the uh, Chick Fil A man, their breakfast they they could add a little more uh, depth to it. They give you about a half a biscuit and a half a chicken nugget. And I don't know how they so stingy on that, but at lunchtime they go crazy. Say so the believers are stingy. They don't yeah. like to share. I don't know that breakfast. They just real. I gotta be like, hey man, tighten up back there, man. Add a little bit more egg, you know. Get my hash browns right. Don't you be throwing me anything. Oh, man. Of course, it's for the Culture Friday. You guys, you can ask us anything, any question. We're going to talk about it. Notre Dame, recruiting, Lakewood, championship game, Thanksgiving, Christmas, whatever it is. Put your questions in the chat now. We'll get to those towards the end before the petty train. But right before we get to our new segment left, it's prediction time. Notre Dame. Faces off against number six, USC. Looking to extend the streak to five straight for the Fighting Irish. You already said it's going to take more than 35 points to win this game. 38. Give me your prediction for the matchup tomorrow night in primetime. I got us 38 to 35, Notre Dame. 38 to 35. You have a close one. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. 38 to 28. That's what I got. 38 to 28. 38 to 28. I'm, I'm going to go. I have to go and double check. I predicted this game already. My prediction, Notre Dame 41, USC 28. Okay. You got three more than I do. Okay. That was my prediction. Notre I Dame by two scores for sure. Notre Dame 41, 
USC 28. Let's get to some of your predictions. Ryan Lawson, he has a 37-24. Coach Big 7, our guy. Thank you for tapping in, my boy. 38-14. to They've been held by low. They've, they've been held low to yeah. Oregon State, wasn't it? Yeah. Or 10 to 13 or something like that? Yeah. 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 Yeah, some people are saying 38. I got Joe Papiti. With 38, we'll have to score on defense and special teams. Hey, that's that's what's been happening. That's what's going to happen. Like Tommy Reese said, complimentary football. That's right. James McNeil, you're right. <laughs> it is a betting handicap. Absolutely. I really think Notre Dame is going to put up points tomorrow because of all three phases. This is a full football. Look, Tommy Reese said it. We aren't the same football team we were against Ohio State. Nope. They're not. So I absolutely expect them to be able to put up points because of all three phases. Tommy Irish says 45 to 21. Our boy Marcel says 42 to 24. 30-27, Joe. Sensational. What's up out there in Vegas? Sensational. 41-27. What's the uh, special? What's the special drink at the bar this weekend? 41-31, Notre Dame. Yeah, bro. I think uh, I have Notre Dame winning comfortably. I get more and more confident. I mean, it's up to them. If they come out and play sloppy, turn the ball over, missed assignments, absolutely. They can go the other way, the same way. But they come in locked in and ready to go based upon the vibe that I'm getting. And I said it. The most impressive thing for me was that they knew USC was around the corner. They knew that going yeah. into senior day with the extra emotions of senior day. And they put forth that locked-in performance. I feel like Notre Dame is locked in as a team. They are just locked in. And USC just happens to be in front of them. So they got to get run over. That's it. That's it. It's your week. It's, it's your week, USC. It just happens to be your week. Don't take it personal. Hey, El Nino Browns, he has you guys winning 45 zip, bro. Hey, if that's the case, put us in the paper now, baby. I hey. think that's a great shot of putting up a lot of points, though. So if absolutely. they. If you all are up 45 zip at any point, you got to hit the gritty on the sideline. Bro. Oh, you already know. And it's a running clock. So we just finished a gritty our way out of there with a championship. So we're excited. Uh, Michael Rukinoff said, Ruskinoff, I'm sorry, Michael. 42-27 Notre Dame. Alan Krentz, this is a heck of a day. Play that. Go play that on a prop bet right now. Chris Tyree, 135 yards, two touchdowns. That's all purpose. Hey, rushing or all-purpose doesn't make me a difference. <laughs> doesn't make me a difference. Let's get it. I'll take all-purpose or rushing yards. Two touchdowns is the most important thing that he put in there. So we are going to do a new segment each and every Friday called Put Us on Game. Mm. Put Us on Game. That's for the Culture Friday. So it's up to you guys. You can give us some literary homework, some movie homework, mm -hmm. or some music homework. 
Whatever it is, let us know. Put us on game. Let us know something that we're missing out on that we need to check out. It could be a TV series. I woke up this morning, bro. Baby girl had to be at the airport at 3.45 for her 5.30 flight. So I knew as soon as I got home, there was no way I was going right to sleep. Mm-mm-mm. So you know what I did? I'm a huge Narcos fan. Oh, me too. Both of the series, Colombia and Mexico. Huge Narcos fan. So I, I went through Narcos, Mexico, mm. start to finish. Mm. That Cat Felix was a boy. That Cat Felix was a G. Didn't play. He didn't play. Great series. I did the full season one. So I'm probably going to do season two sometime this weekend and then finish off season three sometimes next week. So that's what I hopped on. I saw The Godfather. I saw Harlem Nights, some other things this weekend. So put us on game. What are you listening to that we might not listen to or heard thus far or read or seen TV series or movie? Put us on game to let us know what we need to check out. This is something. Thank you, Joe. I have not started it, but I've heard great things about it. The Andor on Disney Plus. Andor has his own series on Disney Plus. I hear it is absolutely fantastic from multiple sources. Multiple sources have told me it's absolutely fantastic. Thank you for putting us on game, Joe. Uh, Ashley Hill said, have either of you watched URL? Uh, Where is that off of? Unless, that's, that's new. That's new for me. Yeah, I watched TRL back in the day on MTV. But I don't think I've ever seen URL. Tony Iris agrees. Andor is great. Yeah. Anthony O has some music for us to check out. He said, "Check out Harry Mack, dope freestyle rapper." Okay, I'm gonna check that out. Everything's on the table over here, guys. Let us know. Yes, Ryan Loftus, you're right. Back in the day, the TRL spring breaks were lit. They absolutely were lit. You're absolutely right about that, dude. Some classic, legendary performances, bro. You can go, you can go look those up on uh on YouTube, bro. It was crazy like that. Man, bro, the visual. Are you kidding me? Because I think they were done in Florida. It was either Destin, Florida. I forget the other location. Mm. Like literally it would just be like hip hop performances, bro, with nothing but bikinis (laughs) and shorts. That's it. That's it. That sounds like my type of thing, man. (laughs) Good grief. El Nino, yes. I don't. I've, I've, I've absolutely. I've listened to King's Disease Three by Nas. I love it. I don't know left if you checked it out. Uh, I'm not gonna be like Twenty One Savage and say he's irrelevant, but I definitely gotta go check it out. Twenty One Savage really. He ultimately apologized for that too. Well, he's he's you know he's a British guy, so they don't know. Uh, he's British. Tries to claim Atlanta, uh, but yeah, ultimately I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Them, them, them British Americans. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right, K-Mac. They did have it in Cancun as well. They sure did. They sure did. That one in Cancun, I remember that. That was wild. 
Because I think that was like uh, the Cancun one was like Murder Inc. A uh, job that was like when John Murder Inc. and Fifty was were popping. So definitely. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, let's get to these super chats before we get out of here, bro. I got Joe Papiti. Malik, it's an honor to be on here with you. You've given me some awesome Irish memories. I still hear my dad saying, now that man can play. Hey, man. That's Sean, awesome job as always. 30 to 27 Irish go Irish. Thank you for that super chat, Joe. I got just in the gal. What's up, gal? What's up, Gav? <laughs> if you aren't watching Andor, I'm out. I'm sorry. I haven't had time. It's a lot on my plate. It's a yeah. lot on my plate. I have not had a lot of time to really just binge watch, binge watch anything. And, and series like that, I don't like the I don't like watching one episode and then having to wait all week. I prefer to wait for the series to end and then just binge watch it. Mm. That's my preference. Okay. Some people like the week to week. I'll just let it end and then I'll watch it, you know, all the episodes consecutively. I'll binge watch it. That's my thing. That's what I like to do left. See, it's the, it's the little things in life. I'm telling you. Say what? Who said this? Paul Kindler said, Goosby said, Notre Dame has a jockey as quarterback. I don't even know what that means. Talk about his size. Oh. <laughs> oh, no, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I, that's probably right. You know, he definitely looks like he could be a jockey. Like, Look, real. man, I'm, I'm not doing that. So thank you. You guys are giving us homework. We'll definitely do that. And we'll report back next week. And hopefully you guys can have some more things that you can put us up on game right here on the Lucky Lefty Podcast, CFB Nation, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Go now. Give us all of that great – well, get next to and get all of the great content that we give you along with State of Recruiting with John Garcia, Jr., who joined us on Wednesday. Great show talking about December the 2nd and 5th coming up. The FCS and FBS transfer portals that will change everything recruiting-wise leading up to signing day on December 21st. Go check it out. It's available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, courtesy of CFB Nation, Lucky Lefty Podcast in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. You already know. We 
spin it different. Now, bro, I don't know about you, but where Notre Dame sits right now, possibly being nine and three, it's a, it's a bright future. It's a bright future. What makes you feel good right now about 2023 based upon what you've seen from the head coach, what you've seen from recruiting, and what you're seeing from this team? I'm ready to get into this as we get out of here. Man, I'm really excited to see uh, the, the this, they still bought in with Marcus Freeman's vision of what he wants this football team to be. Like he said, this is not where we're going to uh, – what was it? We're, this is not where we're going to be next year. And I think he's really sticking to it and the guys are bought in. I mean, for Fowski to break the sack record when he came back, that's a great accomplishment. For the defense and, and showing off – a secondary that we have a freshman that can be a superstar, that's awesome. Knowing that the offense is, is slowly but surely coming along, but knowing that we're going to be in every game because we got Harry Heastead in that saddle with the offensive line, that's awesome. So I think that there's a lot of factors that come into play that give me the excitement that we can go into any game and make it a game. Maybe not Georgia, but shoot. Uh, at least we will have a better showing in TCU or Michigan against Georgia because we seen what that looked like last year. So it wasn't that long ago. And they had a first round DN who, you know, is on the worst team in the league. So I think that it's going to be really exciting to see where this team is trending towards. And Marcus Freeman is going to be leading the charge. Hopefully, you know, we make some good decisions in the offseason to, to compound the success that we've come that we're going to come off of with two top five wins as well as uh not only that or two top 10 wins but not only that uh be able to to show that we're growing each and every way as well so i'm excited to see uh marcus freeman lead this team into a new future and that's on top of the fact we was already winning we was already winning and we're gonna reach a new height so that's gonna make us uh more excited for the future as well 11 and 1 is my prediction for 2023 Nine and three is my prediction after they win over USC on Saturday night. That two-game jump that they're going to make, I'm hanging my hat on the fact that this team is finally going to meet leadership and brotherhood and have the overall talent and depth on such a level that they can compete with the best of the best consistently. That's what they're trending to, starting with Marcus Freeman changed recruiting-wise defensively in 22 starting to see the benefits of that. This 23 class is going to be impactful early on, especially at the wide receiver position and in the secondary and possibly at the linebacker position and most definitely at the running back position. Like there are screen poppers all over the place in 2023. So I predict early on right now, a swing from nine and three to 11 and one and a berth in the college football playoffs and Notre Dame, there's a win streak that they're going to end next year. There's a certain team that they just banged that has a home winning streak that's going to be on the line when the Fighting Irish visit their home stadium. And Notre Dame will crush dreams on that night. They can rub the rock all they want to. It won't make a darn difference. That's what I see for Notre Dame, and I'm hanging my hat on the talent and depth that Notre Dame is going to have moving forward. A national championship is definitely 
in the near future, in my opinion, under Marcus Freeman. Yes, sir. That's great stuff. Man, you got to love it, bro. You got to love it. I saw a comment that I want to put wanted to put up. I think, if I'm not mistaken, before we get to Let's see. Did I miss it? I might have. Don't worry about it. So, left. It's the last game, bro. Before we started talking strictly recruiting and bowl preparation, man. I watched that uh, Cincinnati game earlier today. Yeah, against uh, T- T- Tulsa? Notre Dame. No, they played uh, Tulane. Oh, Tulane. Yeah, Tulane. Notre Dame beat the hell out of both of them, dog. Easy. Easy. Like, I'm easy. Notre Dame will beat the <laughs> brakes off of them. It doesn't matter. At this point, man, they're not – I'm going to keep it a buck. I don't know if I could choose three teams. LL Nation, help us out. I don't know if I could see three teams in front of Notre Dame in the CFP rankings, not counting the top four. Not not counting the top four, because we'll we'll get to the top four individually. Everyone that's in front of Notre Dame, I don't see anyone that Notre Dame wouldn't beat the crap out of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I look. The only team that I would give respect to strictly because I love this dude is Bryce. Like I just yeah. think Bryce would keep it close. Yeah, Bryce would keep it close, but you That's know, it. but we on the other hand, psh. everybody yeah. else in front of Notre Dame, this Notre Dame team right now. And that's the good thing about us having games that are still relevant on the schedule and late in the season yeah. is because we, we're still reminding you, like, y'all going to run in your conference championships and, and forget that we still whoop and tail in every conference. So it's not about us joining anything because we're always getting better in November. And we and we keep y'all rem- reminiscing of that with our scheduling. SC, we wanted y'all. Yeah, facts. You know, Clemson, we, we owed you one. And we, and we put Ohio State on there just to let you know we're not afraid of nobody. So, you know, we uh we're making we're making headways that not only do we not need a conference, yeah. the people still tuned in at the end of the season to Notre Dame. So I lost the comment, but the comment was basically uh, another super chat, Joe Papito Papiti. I'm sorry. This incoming class is special, and it's only beginning. This team is being transformed before our eyes. It's right before our eyes. Hello. Yeah. Not just the players, the coach. We got to watch a head coach become a head coach right before our eyes. The staff that literally has only been together seven and a half to eight months, you're watching them become cohesive, especially from an on-the-field, game-to-game standpoint. They've done a great job recruiting. And let look, let's be real. There's a great opportunity for Notre Dame to finish with 27 kids. In my opinion, I think they end with 27 kids with an outside chance of 28. If they get the kids that I expect they can get, we're going to have to tip our cap to Tommy Reese. 
because this would be one of the most impressive offensive classes at Notre Dame in a while, especially since Kenny Minchie is now in the class. Yeah. Like, you have to tip the cap. Like, yeah. all the things that we talk about and we put under the microscope, if they finish the way we feel like they can offensively, yeah. Yeah. We're going to be one of them ones. Yeah. It's definitely going to be one of the ones. But like I said, in the chat, someone asked um, about the transfer portal. And there's a report out there that 1,500 players will be in the portal, which is going to be 1,500 left. I don't even know if it's that many spots. Well, it's definitely that many spots, but that's a lot of players, bro. That's a lot of players. So – um, I don't know if that number is correct, but this transfer portal is going to be historical, not just from an FBS standpoint on December, December the 5th, but you have to watch the JUCO FCS portal as well because it's going to be bananas. Just absolutely bananas, and that's December the 7th. In the FCS spots? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be absolutely bananas. And I say that to say this. FCS to FCS too, though, right? Yes. Yes, it can go both ways. There's a rumor that came out of Stillwater recently that a certain quarterback might be going to the transfer portal. I want to get your thoughts. Spencer Sanders, if he decides to go to the transfer portal, he would be a graduate. He's already graduated. He will be a grad transfer. Do you kick the tires if you're Notre Dame? Not if he doesn't hang with the wrong guys. <laughs> Lucky Lefty Podcast. <laughs> I don't know. I think, uh, I mean, we didn't call Caleb Williams. And we had two chances to do that. So, I mean, maybe Tommy saw something because they threw it 60 times against us. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Maybe something to, to buy into. But, you know, it's a mystery in that office who they like running that gun uh, over there in the recruiting. So, we'll see what happens. I think all options should be on the table, though. And Marcus Freeman needs to have eyes on them QB transfers. No, Joe, I don't have anything to say. Leak. Just put him on a petty train today. He just <laughs> he petty, man. just saying crazy stuff. He just I'm used to it now, dude. I'm used to it now. That's, that's Leak. That's what he does. Lucky, lucky podcast. <laughs> Thank you for everybody that tapped in today. Thank you for the super chats. Uh, I saw the Peyton Bowen question. Um, look, man, I don't, look, there's nothing to talk about. Uh, there's literally nothing to talk about. He, he's not. He's, yeah, it's like we like you said. It's fifteen hundred transfers in just the FCS portal. Y'all better be beating that, you know. 
So we're gonna be Notre Dame no matter who's out there. But I don't have I don't worry about Peyton Bowen personally. I don't. I can't speak for anybody else. I don't think about him. I don't worry about. Him. I just don't. You know what time it is. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's petty historic Petty Junction? Junction Petty Story of the Day brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com, that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. Hey, bro. I don't know if you saw this. Oh, boy. Field turf, bro. I was watching. Uh, look, man, I watched. I watched Von Miller go down yesterday, bro. I feel bad because he is the equalizer to Patrick Mahomes for the Buffalo Bills. Like he, who? That's, that's why they got him, Von Miller. Like oh, he's, the, he's the one that closes out a game against Kansas City. And if they don't have him against Kansas City, and right now Kansas City is going to be hosting with the number one seed the way it's looking right now, once again. Once again. I just have to think that players love playing on natural grass. Oh, yeah. I think that's just like the underlying issue that you're seeing like in New York. MetLife has to change their field. That's why they can't keep anybody healthy. And I think that's that's pretty crazy to think about considering, I mean, Sterling Shepard hadn't played since he got field. Yeah. So every time he touched the field in New York, Saquon couldn't stay healthy for a long time on that same field. So, you know, I think it's something how that field turf is definitely – uh, a hindrance, but then you go to Kansas City, they play on grass and they winning all the time. So maybe there's something behind it. And they're a pretty healthy team too. Yeah. I mean it, it, outside of getting fracked like Juju. Yeah. And I'm a, Lane Kiffin, stop lying to your team, bro. You know darn well you talking <laughs> you know darn well you're talking to Auburn. Stop. It's an easy choice. Auburn Old Miss, Auburn, Old Miss. Stop playing. Stop he just, playing. he just, he just can't keep it real, man. Ooh, just now. I know some people are like, what is he supposed to say? How about nothing? <laughs> yeah, or nothing. <laughs> Anything but lie. Yeah, he'd be lying too much. Anything but lie. Don't lie. Don't lie. And last but not least, 
You see what my boy from Chicago does when that scrub is not on the court? I just want to point it out. 35 and 15, boy. That's what we do. We don't have certain people holding us back. That's all I'm saying. Oh, hold- <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Controlling the ball, holding yeah. the ball. Russ is even getting loose. That's all I'm saying. You said Russ even getting loose. I won't mention his name. Goodness. He might be the biggest liar in the history of sports, though. In the history of sports. In the history of sports. And he claims it. And he claims it. I'm like, Jalen Ramsey was darn right for saying something. Somebody got to ask. Facts. Facts. Lucky Lucky Podcast. Great show. Thank you guys for tapping in with us. As we said before, Malik, they had practice, run-throughs, meetings, all of that to prepare for tomorrow's championship game. Thank you for being patient and giving us some of your time on this Friday evening once again. CFB Nation, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, in conjunction with Irish Breakdown, all of our great content. Go check it out. We got you prepared for this USC matchup all week long. And we talk recruiting with John Garcia Jr. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. We spin it different. For left, I'm Sean Davis, man. Hey, it's that 6.30 start. Yes, you got to wait all day. We know how it is. You'll be, man, the nerves will be bad by kickoff. We understand, but hang in there because the ending will definitely be worth the wait as Notre Dame looks to to stretch its consecutive win streak to five consecutive wins over the USC Trojans, 6.30 p.m. Central, 7.30 p.m. Eastern in the Coliseum. For Lucky himself, I'm Sean Davis. We bid you adieu until we talk about it on Sunday, post-game show right here. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Have a great evening. But most of all, you have to make sure that you spin it different. We'll talk to you.